perspective thrill me. Thanks for joining us again. Maddie, we had to hold off last week, mate, just to make sure that you would be here to cover your pick, Flash Gordon. And I'm glad you waited. So are we, mate. I'm looking forward to hearing what you've got to say about this film. (laughs) (laughs) But before we get into it, let's do a quick whip round. What have you been watching, mate, this week? Uh, bit Bit of slow month for me. Nothing really significant. I watched Escape from New York, which is good. I hadn't seen it before. Pleased to see uh, one of the girls from uh, Cannonball Run in there. Yes. <laughs> but great movie. is is really enjoyable. The, um, Surely you were happy to see Tom Atkins as well, man. Oh, yeah. What a treat. Now I know what all the moustache hype is about <laughs> from you, Blake. <laughs> he was good. And then uh, old Presidente was uh, going off as usual. <laughs> so, yeah, really enjoyed that. Yeah, that uh, uh, really nothing much else. Just like following a few more series that that I've been uh, keeping up with, but no, nothing super significant. There hasn't been any Bachelor, so it's mm. been a bit sad. Disappointment. Uh, I think it's on at I home. Wanted, it's I on wanted, at home at the moment. I'm I wanted missing out. Rundown of where you were at. <laughs> the bloke ended up with no one. Just so you know, <laughs> idiot. So he should. Yeah, you've got. 30 women to choose from and you come out of there with nothing. Messed I mean, when you, had, when you had the girl in front of you that said, oh, oh, you know, oh, it's not going to happen if you sleep with anyone here and you went, eh, well, you know. <laughs> he tested the waters. Let's lay this up. He pretty much yeah. showed his colours right there. Yeah. You know he was hoping it went under the radar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, no, you got to set the precedent it. early. If she, if she wasn't going to let him get away with... Uh, Sleeping around on the after the fifteenth date, then uh, it's not worth it. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but that's me. That's me. Uh, Jared, what have you been watching? Yeah, I got uh, I got to quite a few actually. So I think I mentioned that I'd watched forty eight hours last time. I watched another forty eight hours. Yeah, did, didn't hold up quite so well. But loved yeah, a bit I of Brian James. Not enough Cockney from him. Um, oh. <laughs> Boss level, obviously, I checked out boss level with you there, Adam. It was, yeah, it was okay. Had some, had some pretty cool moments that I liked. I think the most entertaining thing came about our discussions of Mel Gibson trying to get back on track there, Adam. <laughs> that was probably the funniest thing to come out of the picture. But um, yeah. I revisited uh, Spider Man Into the Spider Verse because me and my son had been sort of talking about Spider Man, and so we jumped back onto that one. Just yeah. awesome. Absolutely yeah. awesome, that movie. Uh, not so awesome was Father's Day. I checked that out on Shudder, Adam, because it was directed by the guy that has done the Leprechaun movie and Psycho Goreman and so... Father's Day? Yeah. I didn't see this coming. Shit, I'm you, getting pr- on it. <laughs> no, don't. Do it. Don't do it. Do don't it. Don't do it. It's, uh, it's a shocker. It's an absolute shocker. <laughs> It was like the, the whole grindhouse thing. It was like a take on a seventies exploitation film, or. Oh. But it's for me. It, it was fairly wide of the mark. Um, I mean, the title <laughs> refers to a bloke that is is breaking into and uh, sexually assaulting fathers, which <laughs> was really strange. It's a niche part of the market. <laughs> it was really strange. I kind of got oh. what they were going for in some parts, but that part I was just like. 
don't know. I've missed. I don't know. I'm not getting the humour in this part of it. it just Do you know what, Jared? You still haven't waved me off. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Um, I've currently got my fingers up around my chin going, hmm. Hmm. <laughs> so yeah, interesting. Yeah. Checked out Raya and the Last Dragon, which was the Disney one. Um, one of the few that went to cinemas, so I took the kids to that one. That was actually pretty good. I watched the original Coming to America and then followed that up with the new Coming to America. Mm. The, I still later. love, look, I still love the original. <laughs> I still love it. So good. Yeah. The new one... It, it had some moments. It had a couple of really funny moments. But overall, it was just a bit... Uh, it, it paled in comparison. A lot of a lot of talented actors, like there was Leslie Jones and Tracy Morgan in there, but they just weren't quite at their sharpest, I don't think. And, um, Wesley Snipes, I believe. Was, Wesley Snipes, uh, yeah. Wesley was in there. He was quite good, I hear. Yeah, he was quite funny. Quite funny. He paid his um, taxes and he was allowed to go. He <laughs> paid his taxes. Um, you know, he filed his returns from this movie. Everything's in order. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there was a couple, there was another pretty decent effort in the barbershop. Anytime they went back uh, to the barbershop, I was still g- giggling. Like, I mean, the part where they bust in and they're like, hey, it's Kunta Kinte. And then someone's like, yeah, it's Nelson Mandela and all that sort of stuff. And then the guy sitting in the chair goes like, yeah, it's one of those uh, one of those needy kids with flies around their eyes. And all the other ones look at him and go, oh, jeez, what you talking about, man? Shut the hell up. Like, start getting stuck into him. And I'm like, yeah, it's kind of amusing that, you know, they're poking fun at the humour that they did in the original one a little bit. But, um, but not, yeah, not quite there. So obviously I've still been watching uh, Clarice, which yeah. is, it picked up a little bit in the last couple of episodes. It's sort of uh, the second episode was weird because it was this just this tangent, this sort of standalone episode, but they've started to develop a bit of a through line that, that wasn't too bad in the last couple of episodes. But on the back of that, I, ch- I decided to go and watch Manhunter and Silence of the Lambs back to back. Tell you what, Manhunter is severely underrated. It's an excellent movie. And he's so slick and stylish, like Michael Mann. I mean, some of those sequences with the soundtrack that he pairs them with are just awesome. But, so, I mean, Silence of the Lambs for me is probably still the better movie, but Manhunter is right there with it. So I think, yeah, if you haven't checked that out, I haven't seen probably, that. probably time to get back onto you that. You have seen Silence of the Lambs? I've seen Silence of the Lambs. Oh, I've shit. seen that multiple times. That I was one's great. Say, what? Where have you been? <laughs> <laughs> This would just be another nail in your, your you know, I'm I've seen Hannibal too. Coffin. Ray Liotta, great in that. Oh, Ray Liotta. Oh, that, the less said about that film, the better. Yeah. Just on a, on a side note, the next one, I do have to go, go back to that because I'm just sort of working my way through, but has anyone seen Hannibal Rising? Yeah. No. I, I checked out, I think I saw about 10 minutes of it. One time, and I haven't gone back to it yet. But now that I'm sort of, I've watched, I've watched the Hannibal series, I've watched Clarice, I've watched. You're almost through the Leprechauns. Yeah, I'm almost through the Leprechauns. But I'm going back to the Hannibal Hannibal movies. I'm not looking forward to Red Dragon because, quite frankly, I think it was crap, and it's the same story as Manhunter, and was also done in the Hannibal series, and they yeah. both did it really well. Mm. Red Dragon was in the hands of noted peddler fucking Brett Ratner. So, yeah, yeah, I'm not looking forward to that one. Uh, but I also noted checked out. Shit flinger. Yeah. Uh, I finished up WandaVision and I finished. Uh, uh, I checked out School of Rock again. 
just came across my Netflix feed there and I jumped on. And Adam, just to sort of segue into yours, I watched a little bit of Walker again as soon as I could <laughs> when it dropped so on did Friday. I. Jared, let's talk. The episode was a bit average. Yeah. But they hit us with a couple of twists at the end that just grabbed me by the by the bloody testy satchel, Adam. They just yes. yanked on it and said, yeah, Come yeah. with us for the rest of the season. And I said, Okay. <laughs> Look, I'm coming. They didn't uh, Jared, they didn't squeeze mine. Like no, no, it was a light, it was a light, just a light tug. <laughs> they tickled. That's enough. They tickled, but but the bottom line is that they, they've they've showed their hand that they're going to go somewhere. Yeah, uh, and it seemed that like was this a little bit unexpected. It seemed like this episode was kind of. It almost seemed like it was waiting for a, for an early renewal, Adam, to drop this <laughs> one. <laughs> I reckon they might have had an alternate ending. This is the thing, that, Jared. <laughs> that they you just, got you know, an early renewal with five episodes that were pretty fucking average. <laughs> and then <laughs> you get the early renewal and you hit me with some good stuff. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, that is we bullshit. We were saving that. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of Jared Padalecki sort of uh, in slapstick mode? Yeah, some of that stuff was all right. Yeah, I, um, I was... I, I Look... I laughed heartily when it, when he sort of you know um, his little slapstick moment in there. Yeah, like the episode, as you say, there was not much to it because there wasn't really any kind of action beats or a case or anything like he would normally have. So it was kind of a little bit digging into his past with his wife, who, as you pointed out, Jared, him and his wife, his actual wife, they can't strike sparks. <laughs> No, <laughs> zero chemistry. As it comes. <laughs> he's got. He seems to have. As I said to you, his thing is like a bit of charm and a bit of chemistry, right? And when his actual wife is on screen, there's zero. <laughs> God, like he's got good chemistry with his his partner in the in the police force. And yet his wife comes on screen as like fucking chemistry free zone. Yeah. <laughs> She's probably told him you're cooking dinner when we go home tonight. Yeah, yeah. I don't like the way you're looking at your co star. <laughs> yeah. Just before yeah, they roll on. on. But look, Chuck I'm Norris happy does with it better. Where... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's, yeah. she's hitting some low blows. Yeah. Chuck yeah. asks you off the screen. But yeah. <laughs> your beard doesn't even pale in comparison. Yeah, he needs to get rid of the beard, Jared. No, no. He's, develop it. It's not working. It's developing like their chemistry. <laughs> Do you reckon he's looked back at that episode and said to his wife, Christ, we haven't got any chemistry? I reckon he watched that episode. For each other. I reckon he watched Why, that episode. I, I think he watched it and said, look, Probably good that your character's dead because we don't have to keep pushing these flashbacks because <laughs> they're really not working. All right. Is this where you segue out into my crap? Yeah, that's it. That was it for me. Okay. I watched Walker and I was fairly happy with it. I watched The Equalizer. Did you? As mm-hmm. well. The first episode of The Equalizer. Yep. And let me just break it down. I'm going to give the Equalizers six episodes or whatever before I really critique it properly because I've got to give it the Walker length. I've got to give it the same number of episodes. Of That's Walker. a benchmark. No, 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 look, because you watched you watched Walker for six, but you've been critiquing it since one. I won't have this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. First episode of the Equalizer had 
a massive punch-up, a massive explosion, and one very cool scene where she is on the phone to the bad guy in a dark and, and cuts the power in his apartment and the whole scene is shot from him. It's following him and everywhere he turns there's goons dead on the ground, which I thought was a fantastic sequence. Mm. So in one episode, it's already out fucking pointed walking six. No, no, look, it's got all that stuff, and it's still it's still shy of the mark. Look, I'll give I'll put it this way: I'll give the Equalizer another couple of episodes to see where okay. we're going, because it could be the same thing—a little bit of that kind of bad guy of the week stuff, which can get old. Yeah, you know, you got You got to be going somewhere. You've you, to me, that's why Walker has kind of hit a bit of a sweet spot with this latest episode. Is we're going somewhere. We're actually taking the arc and going somewhere with it. Um, and the Equalizer will have to do the same, in my mind. Uh, by the way, Jared, it's got an early renewal. Holy <laughs> 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 <Right>. shit. <laughs> so they'll be going head to head. Anything. Yep. <laughs> so I, I spent a lot of time on um, uh, some sports documentaries. With Star coming on to Disney, yep, they had a number of the thirty for thirty docos on there that I hadn't seen. Mm-hmm. So I watched Nature Boy. Yep, Ric Flair. Look, it was pretty good. I mean, the guy was a scumbag. Let's <laughs> be totally honest; he was a scumbag. But it was highly entertaining, sort of recap of his life, and I kind of got the sense that. That everybody, even you know, Hulk Hogan and Co., was sort of saying the guy he was just married to wrestling. Mm. There was nothing else. Yeah, and there still is nothing else. Well, you know, there was cocaine. He did have the side hustle, <laughs> the, the Ric Flair finance side hustle for a while. There was cocaine and finance. <laughs> <laughs> they go hand in hand. Definitely not his family. But- he had to finance his cocaine. <laughs> I need a loan from Ric Flair for it. What's your name, Ric Flair? What are you using it for? Ah, uh, cocaine. Okay. It's a hell of a drug. Uh, yeah, shit. what though? His his business, his his Ric Flair finance business was so bad. Ric Flair couldn't get a loan from Ric Flair. <laughs> Neither could his family. I was so disappointed that they didn't go into that. (laughs) That would have been the funniest part of the whole thing. I think it would have. Mm. It's a bit of a redemption story, though, to some extent. At least he made an effort with his family at the end there. Yeah. It's sad because he did, but, you know, by that time his son was dead. Yeah. But the story with his daughter sort of going into wrestling after not really being all that interested in it. Was pretty cool, but the the most interesting part for me was I could I still felt that you could see a little bit of there was still a little bit of un unprocessed feelings for her I think towards him. Mm. I oh, still totally. Think she she didn't look, you know, like she'd forgiven him. And one of the things that made the doco actually really great was the fact that by the end of it, you got that he was regretful about. He had the regrets about the family and stuff like that. But you know, if you said to him, you can go back in a time machine and fix mm. those mistakes or you can do it again as it was, he would take he it would as it again. was. Wrestling yeah. family or actual family? What would you yeah. like? Yeah. yeah. 
he loved nothing more than strutting around on planes with nothing under his robe <laughs> and things like that. Like that was the shenanigans with the boys that 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 was he that loved. was what he fucking lived for. Mm. So you yeah. know what though. The, the other great thing about it was when he sat there and told us how to go, woo! First I hit him with the woo, and then I hit him with the woo, 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 and then I was like, woo! Okay, Rick. It all sounds the same, Rick, but thanks. It's the Rick Blair equivalent of the blue steel, that one, I think. And the last one, I watched 42 to 1 which was a documentary about Mike Tyson getting beat by Buster Douglas. Mm. Um, yep. And Buster was at 42 to 1 to knock him knock him out on the, with the with the bookies. Did and, Buster um, bet on himself? No, it's just that the, the whole thing up. was sort of stating that Buster wasn't really the guy to knock Mike Tyson out. No, you know? shit, no. He was a bit of a guy who quit and all this sort of stuff in other fights. Yeah. But you know what? It also showcased that if you didn't buy into the Mike Tyson fear factor, you could take him out. <laughs> like, remember... Did it go much into that Mike probably wasn't as Yeah, it did. It kind of said he wasn't it. fully... He wasn't fully committed. Yeah. And he thought it was just another fight, tune-up fight. Yeah, pretty much. Field. Which, you know, that sort of stuff happens. But the thing was, Douglas fought a game plan that would have beaten Tyson any day of the week. Like, if you're 6'5 and you've got a reach that's two metres or whatever, mm. you can keep Tyson off you because uh, Tyson's game was to get him yeah, close. No, yeah, a week. Yeah. He's a bulldog. That guy <laughs> is an animal. Him at whatever age he is now. Was you kept Tyson at bay. Oh, and that's how you yeah. beat him. He still looks like a, a freak of nature now. Like, Oh, um, yeah. He's got more speed yeah. at 50. Then I yeah. could dream of having. <laughs> if I trained every day for the rest of my life, I couldn't come close. Yeah, but it's it's like what you're saying. That you you know the the people at yeah. that level that had the ability to do that. I guess Adam is that you know. Yeah, yeah, you if, could if, do it. The yeah. thing was, Mike, the fear of Tyson was what took a lot of boxes out. Not just his skills, because Tyson mm. was you know he was an absolute weapon. Yeah, that's right. Uh, well, he was. You watch. You watch his early fights. He just destroys yeah, everyone in the first round. Blokes. Mm. And you got in the ring with him, and blokes were shitting their pants. They'd lost mm. the fight before they even got in there. Yeah, because they're yeah. afraid of the guy. Some of them that, early that, on, that, they're like hyping themselves no, up, and they just get educated very, very quickly. Yeah, once they wake up. <laughs> and and yeah, that was the interesting thing about it because it showcased just the sort of the phenomenon of phenomenon of Tyson in that period. Mm. That yeah, he had people shitting themselves before they even stepped near him. Uh, and he's just yeah. so short; like it's it was electric. I'm yeah. sure. Imagine being a part of that, Oof. Michael Jordan of his time, right? They're like kind of yeah. It I was can very, tell you. Very, um, I can tell you who um who tried to follow up with that sort of brash, not scared of Tyson approach that didn't quite work out, and was Peter McNeely. So I think there's a little more than the I think there's a little more than the fear factor because if you watch McNeely, he was he was pretty confident. <laughs> Yeah, and uh, M- it didn't M- turn McNeely out well. He had no brain. That was. Right. <laughs> Plus, McNeely was. Let's face it; it was a payday. Yeah, yeah. I, I've uh, got a, a, I've got respect for what bump. he did because it was like, I think deep down he might have known he was a, he was a speed bump for Tyson, but he made it made the most of it and cashed in while he could. Yeah, exactly. 
I tell you, so that you could offer me all the cash in the world to to jump in yeah. for a round with Mike Tyson, and I'd probably still have to say no because I would no. I would have no chance to spend it. I'd be fucking dead. <laughs> no chance. <laughs> the fight. Zero. I wouldn't get in the ring with him now. Imagine getting in the ring with him back then yeah. when he was twenty and he was fucking angry and he mm. was, you know, I mean, yeah. it would have been just he would have punching, been punching walls for training. Yeah. The last thing I watched, gents, was I watched Last Chance You, the basketball one that they yep. put out. You are all about a redemption documentary. I love it. Look, I enjoyed it to some extent. I mean, maybe I'm um, kind of getting a bit old and grumpy, but I just can't get behind this fucking showboating and trash talking bullshit that goes on. Mm. Like I've 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 become really sort of not keen on that shit, and <laughs> it just it just it crops it rears up here a fair bit. And there's one particular guy that they cover who, you know, the story his story was interesting because he yep. had come from a bad place and it was this was redemption, but he just kind of went on like a fuckwit. Yeah, I don't and think you're the only one. I was but... just like I I can't I, I just. I don't. I want to see this guy fail because I'm, you know, I'm over it. You see, you see a division four on a Tuesday night, where which is uh, young kids hitting a three on their seventeenth attempt, and then yeah, jacking fingers up in the air, and yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's. Uh, and look, it's not I get just it. You, I bud. get it. I get it. It's confidence and swagger is is key in a lot of this. These sorts, of, especially at a high level of sport. Mm. You know, it's part of what. Gets people up for the game, which I yeah, understand. I think the thing is that I, I dislike it too because it's become that people have seen more of that. You get more access in the media to all of this stuff. You get more of the on-court, you know, mic'd up moments and all that sort of stuff. Mm. And it's like the people that watch it think that comes before the skill and stuff. Like the guys that are doing yeah. it in the NBA have worked their asses off and proved, proven and can probably talk a little bit, you know, because yeah. they've done it. But, you know, like you said, Div 4 on a Tuesday night, Matty, these blokes are barely fucking, they can barely lace up their shoes. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're yeah. knocking heads, you know. And, look, don't get me wrong, this, this, some of these players were, most of them I, I, I kind of liked. I, 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 I was quite taken by the, the captain who was a guard because he had worked his fucking ring off to just get there. And, you know, I, I appreciated his story. I actually loved the coach. I thought the coach that they covered was just a really interesting guy. Mm. And his story was interesting. The work he put in was interesting. Just his style. He was kind of quirky. He did these really weird things off the ball, so off the wall sort of things to, to get his players sort of focused. But there was just, there was one particular character where I know what they were trying to do and, and, I get he was a talent, but he just he just constantly went on like a real turd. <laughs> and I, yeah. I I tired of that. I got tired of that. Mm. But this look, the show is still interesting. If you're a basketball fan, definitely worth checking out. Mm. But that was it. Let's take a break, and we'll come back with 1980s Flash Gordon. What plaything can you offer me today? The planet Earth. What's happening? 
It's an attack. Pathetic earthlings. Who can save you now? Flash, they'll kill you. Let's all team up and fight him. Prepare for torture. I want him. Stop at nothing. Flash Gordon is still alive. Gordon's alive? <laughs> Die! Yes! Must be my lucky day. Flash Gordon from 1980, directed by Mike Hodges, who directed Get Carter, not the Stallone vehicle, the Michael Caine version. Produced by Dino De Laurentiis, who produced U571. The adaption was by Michael Aylan, who wrote Enter the Dragon. The screenplay was by Lorenzo Semple Jr., who wrote Never Say Never Again. And it's based on characters created by Alex Raymond. It stars Sam Jones as Flash Gordon, Melody Anderson as Dale Arden, Max von Sydow as Emperor Ming, Topol as Dr. Han Zarkov and Timothy Dalton as Prince Baron. The budget was $20 million. The box office was $27 million worldwide. And as a bit of trivia, the Ming costume weighed over 70 pounds. And Max von Sydow <laughs> could only stand in it for a few minutes at a time. Right. No wonder he was so grumpy. Adam, I, I'm just a little bit disappointed that you didn't note that Lorenzo Sample Jr. had a hefty hand in the Batman 66 Did he? show. Yes, I believe he was. He, he scripted quite a few of the episodes right. and whatnot. So is that why it looks like um, it does? And I'm, <laughs> yeah, possibly. <laughs> but I'm also disappointed that you didn't mention that Dino De Laurentiis was looking, ma- looking to make the next Star Wars after he had passed on Star Wars. <laughs> mm. I was unaware of that. <laughs> Good on you, Dino. Well played. <laughs> he also, there was also, I sent this one through to Matty, but um, when Queen expressed interest in, in uh, uh, scoring the film, the the legend has it that they took it to to Dino and his response was, who are the Queens? <laughs> <laughs> so he yeah, talk about finger on the pulse. He's had a couple, a couple of his best moments there. Yeah, it doesn't sound like Dino was switched on. But look, no. I'll, I'll, I'll go first here. Look, it's it's extremely loopy and at times almost terribly made, but it's very entertaining. I had a great deal of fun with it. I mean, it's silly in parts. It's funny in parts. It's, you know, there's even a, there's a couple of good moments mixed in there. The acting's a little bit dusty <laughs> across the board. But there's a sense of fun and, and silliness that kind of overrides all that. And you know what? I gave it three out of five. Hmm. Maybe I'm a band too, too good here. No, no, no. We know Maddie's got plenty to say, so I'll, I'll, I'll sneak in and put my bit in there. I um, There was moments where I was, I was pushing a little bit higher than that, Adam, but I settled on a three as well. The same. I think it's like, as you said, some of the acting is is laughably bad at times. 
Some of the the lines are just, again, laughable. <laughs> but there is just these moments of this goofy, childish charm. Yeah. And you can see why it sort of became the bit of the cult cult classic. Like, it's it's got all the elements there. There's parts where you can, you're can you laughing at, at what's just gone on, but you're still sort of... You're still sort of fist pumping and yeah, get into it, Flash. Yeah. You know, like you're, you're on board. But yeah, I think it does just tap into that kind of childish hero kind of worship, and and the goofiness of it is just like you said, it's super entertaining. Like watching Flash play bloody football plays while he's while he's running through <laughs> a, a crowd of guards is just absolute brilliance. So yeah, I, I settled on a three as well, Maddie. I, I grew up with this and obviously big fan of the Queens. <laughs> so that was that was that was always gonna be a plus. The the soundtrack to this if you listen to it in isolation and it's not that much, but with everything that goes on in the movie, it elevates and lifts it to a to a next level. The performances are hammy. The I don't think that's an overstatement, but uh I think that's sort of that must be what they were going for. There's moments where you just burst out laughing, and you know you probably shouldn't have been. I don't think necessarily <laughs> that's what they were going for, but that's what makes a cult classic. Yeah. So, the yeah, I, I I really enjoy it, and uh, I sat on three and a half on that one. Three and a half. That's right. I, I, another story, Adam. Sorry, I did a little bit of reading about the movie, but yeah, I believe Dino a couple of times was on set while some of the crew were laughing at the dailies and he was kind of saying, what, what's so funny? What are you laughing at? <laughs> yeah. Like he didn't, he couldn't see oh, it. So. Tito. It was yeah. Tito, Tito, Tito. like, you just, if you, I think it is also like some context that we just don't understand. The, from 1930s comics and, and an old TV series, then you put it into context with things like Batman at, at the time. Well, maybe what, fifteen years well, later, but sorry, I got the story mixed up. So Dino yeah. wanted the Star Wars, yeah. the next Star Wars, but George Lucas had previously come to him pitching a Flash Gordon. Yeah, he, oh. George Lucas wanted Flash, and when he couldn't get the rights, mm. he moved on, and yeah. Star Wars was the next one. And then so, he had the rights to Flash, and they were like, "Let's make this." Let's beat Star Wars at yeah. their own game. Yeah, yeah. Which well, uh, they didn't do very well. But <laughs> no, that's no, one of the things that works uh, kind of against this film a little bit for me was it does feel like it's ripping off Star Wars and a cu- several other yeah, sci-fi a couple of things. Moments, yeah. But in essence, they're kind of ripping off Flash Gordon. Because Flash Gordon was a comic yeah. book yeah. beforehand. The original. Well, it's the whole John Carter thing again, yeah. right? Like yeah. how a lot of the stuff that Lucas did was in John Carter, but then when by the time John Carter got on screen, it was like it's all been done. Yeah. It was redundant. You know? And the same thing applies um, here. But yeah, it was never going to compete with Star Wars. You haven't got the, uh, I guess the, the marketing around it. You haven't got the the lightsabers. The it looks Flash Gordon looks like a pantomime or something. Well, you had Sam Jones, like <laughs> you had Sammy Jones, and you, you did have, have a couple of cards up your sleeve. You had bloody, but it it top old, it became its own thing. Top old fucking yeah. having it up. I mean, he should have stayed fucking fiddling on the roof. <laughs> he was bloody. It was awful. It was absolutely awful. <laughs> but look, let's get to the good Defeats stuff. The mind control. Let's get to the good stuff. <laughs> Yeah, let's get it. Um, queen. The Queen. The Queen. Yeah, the Queen. Yeah, amazing. I mean, the second you get hit with the. 
you, you're in. You are in. And I, I mean, there's, there's moments like uh, the, the the Hawkman boarding the ship, exactly mm. what Maddie was talking about. I mean, Brian May is going <laughs> off. It's like you can imagine it being like the old sketch, the old uh, Weird Al Yankovic video where the Eddie Van Halen stand in fucking explodes, starts smoking yes. and explodes on the guitar. That's what I imagine Brian May doing during some of those those parts. The, um, yeah, the, just after the little uh, midget with the just be... bowl and his head walked past. <laughs> some bits that could just be nothing, like the the tin can ship on the backdrop going into the vortex, yeah. and then they sort of land. Uh, at Ming's disposal like that. That could be absolute trash, but the the music does help yes, a lot. It does. And the whole finale is to the tune of that music. So constantly we cut to Flash on his speeder bike and we just get Flash! Brilliant. Almost flew off. Yeah, I'm back. <laughs> yeah, I'd almost fallen off the speed of bike, then I'm, I'm fucking steady now. I'm back on. Look, I'm going to throw yeah. a bit of a shout out to. Um, I thought the production design and stuff wasn't bad. Um, that they give yeah, it, they give certainly. the world a bit of a bit of a signature look. Um, a lot mm, of garish, yeah, there's colors, a lot of red, going a lot on. of um, interesting and weird kind of costumes. I've yeah, it, it could easily be. An addition into the Warriors. Like, the the different groups all have, like, the clans have their own look. Yeah. They yeah, could easily thing. be fighting to get back to Coney Island. Look, I absolutely... The costumes, though some of them were ridiculous, were actually outstanding in some yeah. points. Except the lizard men. They looked like shit. The lizard men? Are you talking about the other those two ones, fucking was... bozos in prison that've got, like, heads like snakes? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um... Zap one in the hallway. What was going on with the smaller statues, statured folk who appeared to be walking around in, like, condom wrappers or something? But I didn't know what was going on there. But other than that, like, some of the costumes were absolutely outstanding, including Ming. I really like the, I like the, the designs of Ming. Except um, his eyebrows are off the oh. chain. <laughs> what? That's a definite like for me. <laughs> he is in a constant state of fucking eyebrow raise. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. Is that Uncle Leo in Seinfeld draws his own eyebrows on? Yeah. And they think he's angry at everybody? I feel like there was, I feel like there was a, I feel like there was a racial element there that, that was poorly oh, mapped yeah, out yeah, on the yeah. costume. Yeah, but, true. Uh, it, I actually, I, I still love the way that he, the way that he looked yeah. in general. And um, he had a few costume changes throughout that were all pretty solid. Yeah. He was strutting around at the, the end and he's kind of like Colonel... He's Colonel kind of get up of this fucking... Colonel Mercy, Colonel Mingdom Mercy. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, like Rambo, Adam. This is Colonel Ming. Like, oh, man. <laughs> there, there was bedtime Ming as well, wasn't there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sexy time Wedding. Ming. Wedding. <laughs> Wedding Ming. Sexy time Ming. Oh, wow. Boudoir. Look, Boudoir. Um, <laughs> <laughs> just, just quietly, the only performance that I really enjoyed was um, Ming. Really, yeah, I thought no. I thought he at least knew what he was in. <laughs> he kind of knew what he was in. Oh, well, 
Brian, we're talking. Look, we're talking legitimate, legitimate acting performances. I think you're probably probably right there, yeah. Adam. Um, but I cannot say that I didn't enjoy Brian Blessed. Oh, he was amazing every time he was <laughs> yeah, on the screen. Don't get me wrong. Even the subtleties. I loved him. The his subtleties of Brian Blessed. The subtleties of his Hail Ming with a little hand wave <laughs> was one of the yeah. best things I've seen in cinema ever. And again, I appreciate a bit of slapstick. So him kind of looking sideways and then whacking someone over the head. A little with bit of a head wobble yeah. never went astray. Oh, I loved it. I loved it. And then the the classic. What do you mean, Flash Gordon's alive? <laughs> yeah, just yeah. he knows how to articulate a sentence. Yeah. I just Effortless. felt that Von Sydow was kind of a nice mix of pure ham and kind of malevolent <laughs> asshole as well. <laughs> and there was some superb, there was some absolutely superb facial hair going on. You had Ming with a double braided goatee. <laughs> you had Brian Blessed cranking out a, a like an afro beard, <laughs> and yeah. then one T Dalton with a superbly sort of wispy blonde tash. <laughs> yeah, mm. the the Hawkman the, the Hawkman were absolutely working for beard oil. <laughs> That's, every single one of them needed to needed to be oiled up, or things were getting out of control there. Uh, I, I was a bit. It was a bit lazy that they just fashioned Timothy Dalton on Robin Hood. Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> with his merry men in the in, in the, the forest. woods. Yeah, and but, I believe he was just. I don't know the full details, but I think he was pretty just pretty much just. Uh, this is just a paycheck. And it that's felt it like for he. Like, it felt like he was on set for two days and yeah. then. Did his bit left. Yeah, I don't think he was super keen to be doing much more than that. No. Um, but, again, he's a quality actor, so even when he's turning that in, if he's, yeah. you know, he's not Bruce Willis, Adam. No, he doesn't no. turn up or Steven and just Seagal fucking mumble his lines and piss off. Stuntman to walk for him. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The, um, the eagerness that every single man had around Aurora was... Acting gold. Oh. <laughs> Masterclass. But- she just needed to turn up in the room and everybody was head wobbling and yeah. even Dr. Doom was having a crack. <laughs> yeah. He I was, actually liked the opening credits too because it harked back to the, the comic book. It showed the actual comic book panels and stuff like that. So at least it gave yeah, us a little bit of good. an understanding of where the sort of... The source material came from, and and Flash Gordon was a a comic book hero, which because you mm. know I didn't really know I don't really know a lot about Flash Gordon. Yeah, my first sort of I didn't even know this movie really existed. I only knew it from that cartoon where they matched him up with like was it the Phantom and it was Ming the Merciless was the bad guy, but it was yeah, called Defenders, Defenders of, of the, the Universe. Universe. Oh yeah, Defenders, yeah, Defenders of the yeah I think it was Defenders of the Universe, and it was Flash Gordon. The Phantom, and a couple of those other ones from I think Kid or something like that. The one that turned into a fucking bucket of water and a (laughs) (laughs) bloody They're DC, mate. They are DC. They're DC characters. (laughs) They're they're the heavy hitters. (laughs) (laughs) The ones. Is that the next movie we're gonna get? No, probably. They've actually been in Teen Titans Go, and uh, yeah, they've become kind of like the Aquaman. They're taking the piss out of them. Yeah, 
That's the other ones were Mandrake the Magician. Oh yeah. So it was yeah, it was it was sort of lower rent. It wasn't like DC and Marvel characters. Okay. Mandrake, Mandrake, great name. Mandrake, yep. I couldn't stop laughing at the sequence where, you know, when they first get on the plane to fly out <laughs> and all hell's oh, breaking yeah. loose up in the sky. There's a fucking alien ship, there's red mist and stuff in the air, and there's, you know, um, buddy giant hailstones or something, explosive hailstones, and it cuts yeah. to the pilots. And they are fucking stone faced. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They look like they yeah. just come back from lunch. It's like, oh, Jesus, yeah. fellas. It may as well have cut to the meme of that little fucking dog in the flaming room. This is fine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> a little bit of turbulence. Yeah. We'll be all right. We'll be okay. Uh, um, it's funny you mentioned that scene, Adam, because that's. Uh, I actually thought the effects in the movie in general were surprisingly sound. They still, at it, times, for most well, for 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 sequences like that, they used the old fashioned like the clouds were, the bloody smoke the, in the, the water. Well, they, they, yeah, they, they did they did it with the water effects where they pump like the paint into the water mm. to make the clouds yeah. and stuff like that. Um, and that stuff all looked really good. Look, and considering how considering the as you said, they went with some crazy color schemes and some real. Um, they swung for the fences, and I think, considering the budget and everything, that most of them did pretty well. Mm. Again, except for the lizard men, they look like shit. <laughs> I'll say it again. Um, but the effects, the effects generally were pretty uh, solid. Yeah, the, they the were, tin cans attached to a piece of fishing wire. I think the little bit practical stuff they school. did in the model work. <laughs> I think the model work mm. was fine, and some of that yeah. stuff where they kind of. Used uh, tricks and stuff to to get away with it. The visual effects. Yep. I mean, nineteen eighty. You were never getting great quality stuff, but they had problems with the visual effects because it was so light. Like in comparison to Star Wars, where they get away with it because it's in the dark. Like it's black, black yeah. on. You know to hide it. Um, yeah, certainly. I'm not. Look, I'm not saying it's. I'm not saying it's the. Um, the one you should go to if you're if you're you know trying to demonstrate the best effects of the eighties, and there were certainly some shaky yeah. ones. Mm. But considering, I just think considering the scale of it, yeah. and obviously even then, it's maybe not quite as as big as Star Wars. I wasn't looking at it very often and going, "Oh shit, that just really ruined everything." That that special effects shot, yeah. So I've got to get. I have to give it a bit of credit. For I that. will say that, they, and and I think when you say swing for the fences, it's a fair thing. They they were. It's pretty epic scaled. You look at the 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 place where the bloody Hawkmen live, for example. You can compare it to Cloud City with Lando yeah. and whatever. If you watch the original Star Wars, they go inside, and you don't see outside Cloud yeah. City really. Mm. These guys actually sort of attempted to show a yeah. little bit, like in the background. You, you in the background of the Hawkmen and, and, you know, in the middle of that bloody ridiculous fighting arena, they do actually try to show some of the space and things like yeah. that. You watch Star Wars now and it's a whole different thing because George Lucas went back in and put all the computer effects for the outside of Cloud City. But yeah. originally it didn't necessarily, you know, that's just one particular comparison, but it's sort of, yeah, I think I think if you looked back at what Star Wars did in similar circumstances on there, 
it doesn't necessarily just look completely ridiculous no. in, in comparison. Which it possibly could have. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Look, uh, personal favourite quote of mine, when um, D- Dale gets mind-controlled and she starts, you know, following, I think, is it Ming? She follows around, kind of like she's, you know, she's kind of having her mind-controlled by him. And then when she comes out of it, she falls into Flash's arms and goes, what happened to me? And his response is, I don't know, but it was pretty sensational. <laughs> pretty sensational. Absolutely <laughs> outstanding. I, just... I mean, that nearly made the whole movie for me. <laughs> that was piss funny. <laughs> yeah. And Sammy Joes delivers it with all the fucking... With everything, pretty much everything you can muster, because he's pretty straight-faced, old Sam. Yeah, yeah. he's not a good. He's actor. funny, man. He plays this... it. He he plays it very earnestly. Like he gets so a line earnest. like that, and he plays it earnestly. It's like, come on. There's one where he's like being offered a kingdom or something, and he's like, "I can't. I have to find my friends and save the earth." Like, yeah, yeah. It's just is. It's I I crack. I for years I found that line funny. Yeah. No, I think uh, for me, Adam, that was also the the line of the yeah. movie. Absolutely yeah. outstanding. Even above the famous Brian Blessed yeah. one, ever, that yeah, everyone yeah, kind of yeah. gets gets into. I, my, personally, I'm going for that one. And just quietly, <laughs> I don't know. But um, it's pretty sensational. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy Jones's um, reaction to getting kicked in the balls. <laughs> his first fight. Oh, magic. <laughs> He gives us a bit of that, <laughs> and then wobbles his head around like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, the Arnold School of ball kicking um, reactions. <laughs> oh my god! Unfortunately, he doesn't um, have that deep tone that Artie's got. You know, ah, he hasn't got that yeah, yeah. in his repertoire. No. Speaking of Ming, and a an example of when sort of Max von Sydow brought a little bit more than some of the other people on the screen were capable of. <laughs> the opening when he asks that when he when he well he doesn't ask, he tells the guy to fall on his sword. Yeah. yeah. I was like, that's actually a ripping start for him yeah. as a villain because at, before that it was just you can clearly see the fear from everyone else, including mm. little condoms that were marching around <laughs> yeah. the place. Um, and the lizard men who were struggling to look like lizards. The latex um, men. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the dinger brigade that was fucking strutting around. But it, it, um, it, yeah, in the Warriors, they were the called sense. the diggers. <laughs> yeah, that's all right. But they quickly made it apparent why. Like, you could tell everyone was scared of him. You could see the tough guy, Hawkman, even there coming in and sort of, you know, bowing down, basically. And then when the dude kind of sort of semi-disrespects him, yeah. he immediately just says, good, fall on your sword. And everyone's kind of like, oh, shit. It sort of, I thought it was a really solid yeah. villain moment. To just, just don't go, talk to Ming is the moral <laughs> of the story, right? Yeah, pretty much. Just, yeah, yep. Don't go near that guy. He was smiling a bit too much. And not unless he's not unless it's it's sexy time thing <laughs> with, with removable robe. <laughs> it's kind of yeah. Unless there's a girl to distract him. If, you, if yeah. it's if yeah. it's sexy time being smile all you like. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, oh, I got a, a very a big laugh too out of where Flash and Dale were. I think they were kind of having like a telepathic conversation. 
And yeah, they yeah. both keep saying over like they're on a fucking CB radio. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then he slips up with the, oh, man, this girl's really turning me on. Oh, that was so good. Again, terrible line, but and Sammy Jones, you know, coupled with Sammy Jones' delivery just makes it an absolute <laughs> classic. But it's just like something a football player would do, right? And her reaction was kind of like... Hey, hey. <laughs> it was so funny. Their whole relationship oh was pretty oh, funny. Yeah. It was. It was on fast forward. For about an hour in, they're married, <laughs> and they're talking about kids yeah. at one point. Talking about kids, that's right. Well, you can't... Can't go to space with an intergalactic superhero and not come back wanting a little bit of commitment. I know, true. Fair enough, really. I do love the fact that they kind of speed up the whole process, though. She hates him when he first gets on the plane. Within five minutes, they're, they're in love. Ten minutes later, they're, yeah. they're married. <laughs> Just about. Yeah. What's going on here? Yeah. Again, Adam, the 80s, right? The 80s, you know, women. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just... We yeah. the early she was giving him the, the meatloaf treatment. The, the, the um, let me sleep on it. <laughs> Will you love me yeah. forever? Was, <laughs> That's right. That's it was right, like man. she was making him make a promise in order to, to get to the next You're level. right there. It is, it is the cinematic equivalent of fucking Paradise by the Dashboard. <laughs> right. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> oh, man. What would they talk about in 10 years? I don't know what they would talk about. <laughs> I'm just imagining Flash Gordon down there going, oh, let me sleep on this. <laughs> baby, baby. Yeah, what? Similar to Meatloaf. I can so do uh, I, I do anything for love, but I won't do that, is um, according to my mates, about masturbation. <laughs> <laughs> no, your mates are idiots, Adam. We'll discuss this. <laughs> I'm one of them, I should know. So. <laughs> The funny thing in that, though, is that Flash Gordon would be the one going, well, you're not there for real. <laughs> in the play, she's definitely going, let me sleep on it. He convinces himself very quickly. He does. Uh, he does. He's so earnest all the time. He, he introduces is. himself as quarterback for the New York Jets <laughs> to Ming the Merciless. Yeah. On a fucking, he's so uh, earnest. On a, uh, he's, he's been abducted to outer space. <laughs> Into another, another society where a guy called by the name of Ming the Merciless rocks up and you tell him, oh, look, I'm a quarterback for the New York Jets. Yeah. <laughs> it might be a Jets fan. I might be able to get him a couple of season tickets and he'll be We're right. He'll send him back get down. Your season pass. I get your box. Get your box tickets. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw in a foot-long hot dog. <laughs> sort it yeah, out. Ming, all Ming wants you to do is fall on your sword. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of that, the, the sequence of him barreling through and using that kind of golden ball like a football mm. and throwing it at people mm. and charging at him, oh, fucking hell, it was just so goddamn funny. Mm. Like, it is one of the simultaneously one of the best and worst action sequences I've ever seen in my life. Like, the the whole concept of it is so cheesy and ridiculous. <laughs> But the again, cheerleader on the sideline, go, Flash, go. <laughs> oh, my God. It just but, felt like America. And again, Sam Jones, just he's giving it his all. He's like, this is my shot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they wanted to franchise this. I know, I know. And he thought he was in, but 
Yeah, it's 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 not hard to see why that did not yeah. pan out. For These him. days he's um, fighting for space with Lily Ferrigno. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I don't even know this story. What is his story? Uh, There's a video going around of him and him and Louis Ferrigno <laughs> puffing chests about uh, fighting over convention table space. Oh god! Like that someone was in cut. You know, I think it was like Sammy Jones was standing up chatting with people, and it was in Lou Ferrigno's line or something. So they're chesting <laughs> up and carrying on. It's like, oh come on, boys. Let's not do this. Yeah, that's um, just what we need to see at, um, at at our local convention is two seventy year olds yeah, that's right. each other out. Well, when I turn up, when I turn up to Supernova, I, that's what I want to see: seventy year old Flash and, and Hulk throwing down. That's it in the in the line for autographs. That's exactly what <laughs> I'm there for. Just get Nature Boy in the middle, and it's a win. <laughs> yeah, Ricky Flair in the back there going, "Woo!" <laughs> oh man, awesome. Uh, oh yeah. God! You know what though? Based on acting <laughs> skills, I'm back in Ferrigno's story. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, taking. I am too. I'm taking side, mate. Yeah. Jones, Jones. Is- <laughs> Although Sam Jones was, I believe Sam Jones was a uh, what was he? Was he a seal or something like that? Mm-hmm. So he, uh, yeah, he's got a military got background shots. as well. So it could be interesting. The bodybuilder and the seal, seventy years old. Let's see what's falling off on them, and just kind of <laughs> yeah, seventy years old. <laughs> back in eighties, <laughs> yeah, neither yeah. of them can hear. Oh my god, <laughs> it would have yep. been worth every minute. Pay per view. I actually didn't mind Dale's escape, where she escapes from Ming and and kicks a bit of ass and shoots a few people on the way out. I thought that sequence was okay. Because at least gave her something to do. Because quite frankly, she had very little to do. Yeah, pretty much. She kind of gets forgotten about. Well, Ming's daughter had a bit more. Yeah. To do. Mm. And forgive me for saying, but she was again. She was quite striking. Mm. Um, I didn't. I didn't mind that. I, I, I was happy for that story to go. I, in my head, I was doing a little bit of. Well, this woman's really turned me <laughs> off. <laughs> Telepathically, you were doing that. <laughs> you were head wobbling as soon as she came on the screen. Every time she's on screen, I'm like, oh, yeah, the head's going left and right. Like, it's just... Jesus. But, yeah, she she actually had a lot of, uh, well, it felt like a lot more to do in that middle, in way, middle section. And not to jump into the dislikes, but in a way, wouldn't the story have been better served by Flash not having Dale come into the world with him and almost striking up a, a romance with Ming's daughter? Wouldn't that have serviced mm. the story better? Probably. And she turns yeah, on Ming? Yeah, I think so. But I think he's meant to be the all-American guy that's found the all-American girl. Oh, yeah, he's going right. to save the earth and then they're going to settle down and yeah. populate. Ming's, no- Ming's daughter didn't know what football was, so True. yeah, that wouldn't have worked. True. Sorry, work. I forgot about <laughs> She's got a hero worship, and yeah, she's it, like, she's like, he's a nice play toy. It definitely is that, but I feel like it's surely that still works, right? Mm. Surely it even works on a bigger level that oh, the all American boy is is appealing to anyone, even people outside of our fucking universe. Even yeah. someone yeah. from the Merciless clan. Yes, that's right. I also could oh. couldn't help but laugh when Flash. Is down in you know that that the the forest area with Timothy Dalton, and there's that bloody tree yeah. you stick your hand into, <laughs> which yeah. I never yeah. quite understood what was going on there. But he goes, oh my he god, goes, did they steal that for Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves? Oh, uh, maybe. Do they have something similar with Christian Slater? Yeah, I do remember something um, of that nature. 
I don't know. I haven't seen. I watched that not long ago, and I can't even remember. You might need to go back. But I feel like he got bitten by a snake. He walks or something, up and he know. goes, "Choose a path." And, and Flash goes, "No way, man!" And Dalton just looks at him and goes, <laughs> "You coward!" And he goes, "All right, I'm in." <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> so immediate, he just turns on a dime. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. That's right, <laughs> and I mean, yeah, and it's not too it's not too long after that that something like Back to the Future is parodying that whole kind yeah, of you know jock mentality, you know. Yeah, like what, he flashes you know, by telepathically. He was like, "Did he just call me a soft cock?" <laughs> <laughs> I think he was looking at, uh, J- uh, at Timothy Dalton's get up and going, "Wow, this guy's really turning me on." <laughs> But yeah, that was piss funny. Yeah, you coward. No, <laughs> go straight in there. <laughs> and then and then they go back and forth. It's like a tent, a tent of sticking your hand into the log. And the whole time, it's everything but the sound effects of, hey, oh, like back and forth. Like, fucking ludicrous. Mm. <laughs> and then the way that he gets out of it, like how he sticks his hand in and almost essentially goes, ha, tricked ya. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking stupid. Oh, my God. I was laughing the whole time. <laughs> That'll teach you for calling me a soft cock. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. Uh, and the whole time it was on a set that looked like, you know, the the high school um, the high school theater production version of the the Endor Forest on yeah. the, like in Star Wars Fraggle Rock or something. Come <laughs> <laughs> oh, fellas, production team. <laughs> Someone fell yeah. asleep at the wheel with man. Dalton's with Dalton's tight strides. It was Fraggle Cock down there. <laughs> Welcome to Fraggle Cock. Uh... Stick your head in this, in this stuff. Yeah, put it in, put it in this hole. Oh. <laughs> Who knows? On this alien planet, it might bite oh. you back. You just don't know. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't mind the battle to the death on that tilting platform that had all spikes and, and we, we, we're going with whips as our weapon of choice. Yeah. Yeah. That's not the space for no. a whip. It was like the it was like the extreme version of it's a knockout. It's like to the death. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The spikes. Well, what was the name of the fucking it's a knockout host? He's up there going, oh gee, these two. They're gonna fight to the death here. And the problem too was I, I, I couldn't stop laughing when he's getting choked out at one point. And of course, Dale pipes up with, "Come on, Flash! We only got fourteen. <laughs> only got fourteen hours to save the Earth." But just like now's not the time, but he's doing the I thought the exact same thing. Yeah, <laughs> thanks, Mrs. Exposition. <laughs> I also like that through the whole thing. Brian Blessed was controlling it on a fucking, like, 1970s TV remote. (laughs) (laughs) Pressing buttons and things are popping up and tilting. and It was just, yeah, outstanding stuff there. Now, and then, of course, that was all it took to, to, you know, win over 
Timothy Dalton and the rest of the Fraggle Cock clan when they <laughs> when they just <laughs> you know oh he showed that he's he showed that he's got some honor not you know not it's that not, he hadn't shown that honor. the whole time it's not honor it's Humanity. That's humanity, right. that's right. <laughs> He'd only been displaying it from second one, but, you know, seeing as you refuse to kill me, it's it's now I respect you. Like, but yeah. I also, the other thing I love about that scene is they kept throwing in exposition. Like, there's a there's another bit in that scene where Dalton's giving him a right touch-up and he just happens to find time to tell him, look, if uh, if I die, uh, make sure you, <laughs> you, you get together with the other clans and take on me. I was <laughs> like... Yeah. We don't need this in the middle of the contest, all right? Yeah. I mean, really, what's going through his mind is, fuck, I was in a contract year. My, next <laughs> big, my big deal is coming up. I was getting the house on the beach. like. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. getting set up for life, and now here I am fucking <laughs> wrestling with this Dying clown. Dying on the fucking on an episode of it. It's a knockout. <laughs> what, a, what a way to go out. The lizard men lasted longer than me. <laughs> I actually kind of dug the 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 last twenty five minutes where it was all just kind of they they went into action packed mode. The whole throwdown between the clans and everything like that coming together, and there's the sequence where they take over the ship, and there's you know they're throwing grenades around and shooting people, and Timothy Dalton's busting into control rooms and going freeze your bloody bastards and all this type of <laughs> shit that was getting dished up. <laughs> And all the while, yeah. in the background, all we could hear is, Flash! Ah! <laughs> I was just loving every minute of that. Lifted. Because that was kind of like the antithesis of the whole movie. All the silliness and everything and the campy fun just crammed into the last 25 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, it was... Uh, and, they, again, they threw everything at it. I was also getting chuckles out of the sequence where they... Flash fucking fires out on his speeder and lulls the massive ship into the cloud. Yeah. yeah. Then gets overrun by the Hawkmen. Like, it was super entertaining. And that's yeah. when, you know, that's when Queen was going off. And they're, and and they're trying to calm down the wedding. The wedding's going yeah, on. That's right. And, and they've put up the guard, the, the bag. Nothing to, nothing to worry about here. Was that professional? Nothing to worry me? about, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that was professional me. Yeah, that yeah. was yeah. that was all taking black, it seriously. It? Me, you know, I'm getting married yeah, here today, me. fellas. All business me. <laughs> um, sequin. Did he have sequins in that uh, outfit? Yeah. Love it. Something and he had like, like a he had like a black helmet that kind of looked like Lego hair. It's just I guess if it's the wedding, yeah, it's formal <laughs> Ming with with yeah. With boudoir Ming to follow. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's formal Ming, then changes to ceremonial Ming, and then, then, then on to boudoir Ming. And then to, imagine then to, um, imagine the, the horror of having him on top of you. <laughs> if uh, if uh, if Father's Day was Ming the, the bad guy. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, let's not talk about that. <laughs> I, don't, I wish not to revisit that. <laughs> oh, <man>. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that was it for me. Apart from Ming getting impaled by the ship. That was good. <laughs> good way to finish. Oh, I couldn't yeah. stop laughing at that either. I like the torture methods too. The the glove gun or the hand gun or whatever it was. The hands shoot off and pin you to the table. 
Yeah. yeah. That was kind of called the ball worms. That just sounds horrific. Yes. I like that. Yeah. The, uh, Good stuff. The, I guess we'll transition into the dislikes. The, uh, the uh, golden eye ripoff of the laser on the table. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it's, that was a bit poor. It was. Although, question for you guys. As I said before, when he's in prison, was mm. that the lizard man? There's one in there, yeah. There's, There's one in the hallway. There's it's one in the hallway, and they've got that floating camera that goes over the top of him and zaps yeah. the lizard man and kills him. And then there's oh. a couple in the prison as well. Yeah. It's, de- it's dead set like a rubber suit. <laughs> yeah. And you can see the actor's awful. fucking face poking through the middle of it. Yeah. I think they kind of, I don't know whether that was like intentional and we were supposed to think that they were wearing like lizard skins or that they were half lizard or whatever, but. It was so bad. Like they just—it was literally like just a rubber mask. It was like on those their head. finger puppets that you used to get when yeah. you were a kid with the little arms hanging. Yeah, off the it would wobble around. But and also, shit. Yeah, yeah. answer me this too: what what was Flash wearing on his head in the prison? Yeah, <laughs> he comes in. He's got like a fucking the toaster or something on his melon. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was strange, wasn't it? It did. I thought the same thing. It looked like a toaster. Like it just. Make something out of this. Just showing some <laughs> cultural differences, guys. Yeah. Yeah, we torture people. We torture people the same, but we put a toaster on their head instead. Like, <laughs> oh, man. Sam Jones is terrible. Terrible. Top is, is over the top and hammy. Uh, I love Bride Blessed, but again, pure ham. I mean, the acting is certainly not good. He's amazing. And look, I guess... A film like this, you, you, you're not hiring people to, to give you Oscar-caliber performances, are you? Mm. No. And I think, honestly, if a couple of those roles had been a little... They'd been acted a little better, it would have kind of tarnished where the film is at now. Like, it, we wouldn't still be watching it if, if Brian Correct. Blessed wasn't so fucking over the top and, like I said, bellowing every line he's got and... Mm. Gordon's alive and all that sort of shit. Like, <laughs> it kind of adds to the goofiness of it all. Yeah. It kind of adds up to this that they're in on the joke, except for Sam Jones, who clearly wasn't. But that, again, lends itself to rewatchability. Like, have a look at this bloke. Have, yeah. have a gander at the acting <laughs> performance that's going on here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't think I yeah. think it's also it adds a level. Like you can enjoy it as a kid when Brian Blessed's so over the top, but as an adult you get a different laugh out of it and yeah. and you still see why yeah. you liked it as a kid. Yeah. Like, and then they've got the yeah. subtleties of the the stupidity of the relationships as well. Yeah. Which are, you you can't see it as well when you're a kid, but when you're an adult you can sort of get a different chuckle out of it. Mm. Yeah. My opening dislike was was minute one. <laughs> The logic is immediately just fucking thrown out the window when we open up with one of those. Again, you gotta you gotta swallow some of this. The suspension of disbelief. They're speaking English. Yeah. When they're talking to Ming. Yeah. And after he mentions he needs a new plaything, is told you know I have something that the the inhabitants call Earth. He then selects an option on his screen that's pre-populated with earthquake in the English language. Um, so if he doesn't know what it is, how does he know it's? How does he know how to speak the lingo for one? And how has he got his fucking tech crew to rig out, rig up that screen with the fucking? Like, 
it just it's from second one. I was like, there's so many ways you could have done that without a big flashing thing that says earthquake. That's right. Hot hail. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like, mate, what is hot hail? <laughs> what is hot hail? <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I also like how his tech crew fooled him into thinking that they caused an earthquake by playing some fucking shitty stock footage on his monitors there. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, we got them. Uh, it's um. Yeah, that whole sequence just had me laughing from second one. And then to follow that, they land the crashed plane after the hot hail. Yeah. And then Zarkov has a homemade space rocket <laughs> that he single-handedly dispatches without anybody on the outside of the rocket. Yeah, and did with the help of someone who clearly doesn't believe in his fucking abilities or what he's doing. Like <laughs> That guy was there for a paycheck. Yeah, he's not doing any of the work. He's when like, the hot hail came, he was running. You can't trust whether, you know, if you've asked him to make sure that shit's airtight, you can't trust that. <laughs> <laughs> he was on lunch. He wouldn't, he wouldn't have lasted a second in the Imperial uh, no. uh, clutches of Ming. <laughs> Just quietly, right. though. The whole sequence, it's, it's in my dislikes, but I was laughing nonstop. When he has his mind erased, or allegedly <laughs> has his mind erased, it shows all this random shit. And then what I think is him throwing his wife in the pool <laughs> to her death. Killed or if she died and the tragedy turned him into a nutbag. Oh, my God. That's why he needs the assistance. That's funny. Why is is this uh, position open, sir? Well, I threw my wife in the pool and she's now dead, so I need someone else to help me build the rocket. Killed my wife, lost my job. (laughs) Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, my God. And they they kind of backtrack on that because... I thought that was going to be an interesting wrinkle that Zarkov, who's their guy, their science guy, mm. is now a mute, brainless fool who doesn't know how to get them home. And then they just backtrack with him going, oh, no, but I, I talked, to, I thought my way out of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, weren't they just erasing your ability to do that? <laughs> but, yeah, I reckon his assistant, his assistant definitely should have come in the rocket because... I mean, in the clutches of Ming, he would have been stuffed in a condom wrapper before you knew it. (laughs) (laughs) Squashed down to size. (laughs) Oh, that whole period, I was just like, what is going on? It was insanity. It was pretty hilarious. But again, you know, we're talking about this and we're absolutely laughing, which is what I was doing during the film, which is Mm. why it ended up at a three-star for me because it was yeah. still super entertaining even with all this ridiculousness. We brought yeah. up their costumes, which yes. I agree, some of them were awesome, but they are ludicrous. Like, you got guys with bloody wings on their backs, loincloths, and what looks to be fucking leather fetish gear. Mm. Mm. You've got dudes in leather pants and capes. <laughs> well, I said this one to Jad, the hawkmen who spend most of their time in the open air in the sky are all dressed like S&M administers. Like, yeah. they're, they're all leathered up. Those nips are going to get kind of cold yeah. at altitude, I'm just saying. Oh, there's Chafee there. 
Definitely. At high altitudes, mate, I'm sure you need nothing more than a pair of leather crackers to get get you through the cold <laughs> nights. I'm sure of it. <laughs> You stretch yeah. your beard <laughs> on those long trips. Yeah. Your beard is like a long, blanket. Long high altitude trips you're on. <laughs> you, your beard is the buffer that covers the gifts and keeps them, them safe. <laughs> I also loved um, speaking of the Hawkman. I could not take my eyes off the the. It seemed to be like the second in charge Hawkman who had one of the worst broken fucking noses mm. I've ever seen in my life. We got to put that put that on the page. Holy shit! His nose I mean, is bastard. Blake Ferguson looks at him and goes, "Geez, that bloke's had a rough rough trot with the broken noses." I mean, like, it was yeah. awful. Fergo, Fergo signs up for fucking modelling gigs <laughs> in comparison to this bloke. He found God. out firsthand that you don't fight with Sam Jones for table space at a convention. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> you seed and Hawkman sit over there. Yeah, but that guy looked like he'd, he'd, um, he'd argued for table space with fucking Mike Tyson. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, more than once. It was shocking. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, aside from that. And then on top of that, you then had Ming dressed like a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the costumes, Adam, the costumes look like a bad Justin Timberlake film clip that we've <laughs> experienced throughout the week. But um, it, was, it was just, oh, it was so bad. I want to go back to the plane. The, the sequence on the plane was just <laughs> comedy from start to finish. Number one, Flash is dishing out advice to the pilots. <laughs> I, I mean, he rolls into the pilots and goes, oh, it might be a bit smoother up higher, and then rocks back and says, oh, I'm taking flying lessons. I'm thinking, mate, these guys have already fucking passed it, and by the look of them, they've both been flying planes for about half a decade each, like... They've got the experience. They know where it's smoother. You need to fucking sit back down there. Faced in a hail, fire hail. Yeah, that's right. They know that hot hail, you just shrug that shit off and you keep on going. Just keep going. Don't worry about getting up high. You stay under it. That's the best place to be. So, Flash so comes in the, and goes, the, I think the, that's the radio, come on. Hear the radio, yeah, come on. Look, we're just experiencing in. a little bit of hot hail here. So <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to ride straight through it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, we fun. might be five minutes late to the destination. We're just going to, you know, we're just going to push through the hot hail. Flash rocks in and says, I think there's a bit of hot hail. Nah, don't worry about it, mate. We've seen everything. We've seen hot hail before. It's nothing. But then, other than that, he displays some of the finest 80s courting of a lady that I've ever seen in my life. He rocks up and he says, hey, I saw you at the hotel last night. And she's kind of like, hmm? And he follows up with, couldn't believe a girl like you was there alone. What were you doing there alone? And I'm sitting there going, those three questions have just struck you out immediately. Any woman is looking at you going, fuck. Go away. Like, she has reached into her purse for a fucking capsicum spray. <laughs> yeah, it's coming out. And your blonde fucking locks are flying in the air as you're flailing, scratching your eyes out, thinking, shit. Maybe I should come up with a better approach for next time. He's almost like childlike. He's kind of up there going, hey, I saw you at the hotel last night, like really excited and shit. It's like, oh, my God. He just, he bypasses all their defence systems with his childlike innocence. (laughs) And his charm. 
It's not charming. No, no, it's not. It's not at all, is it? Really? Yeah. I mean, I he's, he's playing it one step off Simple Jack. He is. He is. <laughs> Simple Flash. Was, <laughs> Simple Flash was was essentially what the movie should have been called. That was all the way through, wasn't it? <laughs> especially, especially when he's willingly sticking his hand into being bitten by some fucking venomous animal. <laughs> the the escalation of of him. Pretty much getting engaged. That conversation is like yeah. simplicity. Where I can't remember. So uh, it goes with it goes from we're gonna have some exciting stories. Save it for the kids, and then she's like, "I accept." That's like, <laughs> oh. no, you don't. Yeah, yeah. So I just need a ride home. <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. that's oh. not what we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't agree to this. I just said, let's get back home. I want to get back to Earth. That's all and I asked. And you know, for. you know, in, fr- in Flash's mind, he's going, no, she's trying to fit me up here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm, yeah, she knows I'm a celebrity. <laughs> oh, my Jesus. God. I was that hoping for a callback to the t- I was hoping for a callback to the being turned on by Ming's daughter. Like, he's like, hey, save it for the kids. Ooh. Really, turned me. Um, <laughs> Zarkov's assistant, like his reaction Ooh. to waking up to his bed on fire. Oh, again, master acting masterclass right there. That was so he was funny. Bad. He's doing double takes. He's like, he kind of like wakes up and then goes back to sleep and then double takes from being asleep <laughs> to awake. It's like, mate, your bed is literally on fire. Like, <laughs> he's the most evil character ever. The hot hail, the hot hail lit his bed on fire, and he's not even. <laughs> oh, that guy! Yeah, he's, yeah. Maybe he's done maybe the wrong wrong assistant. Yeah, maybe he's done his pilot's license, and he's like, ah, it's only hot hail. It's yeah. nothing to worry about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've through this before many times. I had, my dislike was the the Doctor Doom assistant. He was just stupidly evil. Was the, that um, Cl- yeah. Clitus or the, the poor yeah, form? Clitus, that's it. In the poor form, when he's he's wiping. The fiddler on the roof's memory, and he's sympathising with Hitler at the same time. Is mm. <laughs> pretty poor. Yeah, that was poor, but it's dated horribly. It has yes. dated very badly, hasn't it? <laughs> yeah, that was. Uh, and yeah. his death gets real weird too, where they throw him on the spikes, and he mm. kind of he reaches his hand out in this so over the top kind of manner, like ah, and then he collapses. <laughs> And his fucking head sort of disintegrates or his tongue comes out. He's yeah. like, what the fuck? Why, it's why, just an excuse for a special effect. What are we doing? Yeah, what are we doing here? The same thing mm. with the his offsider, the mm. Eastern European woman putting for me. She's bleeding black. Why do they have, they not only speak English, but we've got, we've, we're throwing accents in there as well. <laughs> I mean, this is what, if you've heard Bill Burr recently talking about his role in The Mandalorian and people were like, why does he have his Boston accent in Star Wars? And he's like, I mean, fuck, come on. We're, we're talking about space aliens here. I shouldn't be worried about this. But he's like, think about the ridiculousness of somebody on a spaceship that's t- speaking English. <laughs> All this sort of stuff. But, yeah, it's just like, if you're going to go with it, let's go with some consistency, like some, yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. It was because there's a couple of um, accented. I mean, Ming's daughters and and Ming himself are obviously Mm. from other European countries or something. So yeah, 
there's there's a lack of that. You're right, consistency. If you, you just just sort of iron that out. Yeah. Look, that was it for me. I mean, I there's plenty of other shit I could laugh at. But... <laughs> I, I'll tell you, my one of my bigger ones was uh, when Dale is sort of in the clutches of Ming's crew and she's waiting in the boudoir for him. Mm. She, I, I can't remember whether it's during the telepathic conversation or at some point there, she comes out with the line, I can't kill Ming. I gave my word. <laughs> really? Like, is that what you're concerned about? Like, you're worried about my word is my bond when you've yeah. sort of agreed to this very situation. Like, we'll take care of him. With, with yeah. him, it's just like, I'll do whatever I can to get out, surely, which ends up being what happens anyway. There was another, I can't remember what the line was. What was it? There was something about pick that up, would you, or something like that. Essentially, it was to do with the, like the, the bad guys and their fucking clumsiness. Mm. Seriously, they sort of gave me hope that if I landed there, I could be flash. <laughs> like, I could get away with some of the stuff that they get away with there because the guards that are strutting around Ming's castle are just, I mean, they're worse than- We than, could set a pick and roll and take out half yeah, the guards. Yeah, I mean, it's like there's one sequence where, where Dale's running around and like she's she's essentially almost just like tapping them on the shoulder and then running them the, running the other way and they keep kind of falling for it. Yeah. But, yeah, their incompetence yeah. is... Except is... Ming has this rapering where he just annihilates anybody without having to do anything. Mm, Which yeah. sort of takes away from, like, the... Like, Star Wars, they've got a fight with a lightsaber. He's just got a ring that paralyzes you and kills you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But those guys... Yeah. I mean, I could have taken them out. I, yeah. I would have got to Ming. I don't know whether <laughs> I would have beaten him, but I'm pretty He's sure... He's the big if, boss at the end of it all. If they were in between me and Ming, I reckon I would have worked my way through them pretty comfortably. <laughs> yeah, agreed. They just kind of clumsily wander around and get shot. Yeah, that was it for me. Mm. Wild Anything else for you, Matty? Wild nah, no, that's me. I don't know. I don't know if I mentioned it, but I really like Brian, blind, Brian Blessed in it. Who yeah. doesn't? <laughs> Who doesn't? Oh, look, it's wildly entertaining. You know, you Next. can't knock the kind of swinging for the fences kind of kind of effort let down by some, you know, some issues with acting and stuff like that. But overall, mm. I was entertained as hell. The next time we do a costume party, you got to go as Brian Blessed. Done. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, man. I'll get, be, I'll you, get the... You, you could not wait. I bet. I'll get the strips of leather wait. out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, just head down to Fantasy Lane. I'm sure you'll find something <laughs> perfectly suited. Already cut. Uh, yeah. All right. That was Flash Gordon. You can find us on Podomatic, iTunes, Spotify, and many other podcasting platforms. Send us an email at thrillme at iinet.net.au. Uh, we're on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia and at Podomatic at thrillme.podomatic.com. And we're also on Instagram at Thrill Me Podcast. Make sure you rate and review us on iTunes when you get the chance. Keep an eye on the Facebook page for further details of our next episode. But until then, take it easy and we'll catch up with everyone later. Cheers. Find the podcast at Podomatic or on iTunes. Don't forget to rate and review. Like us on Facebook at Thrill Me Podcast Australia or contact us at Thrill Me or one word or lowercase at iinet.com dot net dot au